What's up, everybody? It's the Wrestling Informer. We are back again to give you a ton of news this week. We are going to pretty much get right into it. Uh, I want to remind people, I'm Kev from the Links Mafia podcast, but I want to remind people that don't know, every year, this is the seventh year we have done the Miss Lingus contest, where everyone votes and we have a slew of women, and it's our March you Madness. You understand, like, if people, if people miss the beginning... It sounds like if they look at your tag, it sounds like you looks like you won a cross dressing competition. <laughs> that I miss Lingus 2022. That is yeah. the that is the Twitter you want to contact. It is Rob Caso, and the O is a zero at the end. And all you got to do is message him, DM him, whatever you want to do, and say I want to vote in the Miss Lingus contest. How it works is differently than other shows have done their little pageants. You are not going to know who is going against who. We have 16 people we have already selected from the last Lingus Mafia podcast and went through all the people that are in it. Rob is going to be pulling out of a hat the matchups. We don't know. The paper that you are going to get sent or the text, whatever, you're going to get sent is going to be a bunch of matchups. And you might see Mandy versus Carmella. And on the same sheet, you might see Mandy versus Alexa. You don't know who is really going against who. And then you are just going to erase one of them and send it back to him and say, these are my picks. You're going to have this happen about maybe two times he's going to email you or message you on Twitter or three times at the very most. And a lot of them will be ghost matchups. Some will be the real ones. You won't know. So then you will tune in to the Lingus Mafia podcast show at the end of March. I think it's March 22nd, something like that. The uh, Tuesday before the end of the month. And we will show you and give you the rundown of the voting and we will be crowning a new Miss Lingus. Well, maybe not a new Miss Lingus. Last Miss Lingus was uh, Alexa last year. So it is gone Paige, Alexa, Mandy, uh, Alexa, or no, then Liv and then Alexa twice. And so now now we're going to find out. Um, it's something like that, whatever. But I know Alexa's won the most times. I think she's won it like three times, and she won last year. Uh, I believe the year before was Liv uh, that won. So it is cream of the crop, people. And Billy will be on the show at least sending in something next week, giving the odds for betting lines on who he thinks will win Miss Lingus this year and uh, give the rundown. So go check that out. I nailed that last year. Yeah, you nailed it last year. He got it. He nailed it <laughs> uh, in his fantasy picks here. So, yeah, go to at Lingus Mafia if you want to know everything about this. And we could either direct you to Rob Caso with a zero at the end or just go to him directly and say, I want to vote for Miss Lingus. Lingus. And uh, you can get in. It's a fun time. And uh, we had, like, I think we had almost 50 people last year vote, which makes Rob run wild. So, the limit is, at least for this year, is going to be 100. The first 100 people that say they want in, it's closed off to them only. They're the only ones who are allowed to vote at that point. Um, you start getting thousands of people. A little rough for him to do. So next year, we might have to uh, do something even more drastic and have a whole website dedicated for this where you would vote and you wouldn't know what you're doing. Do we get, we got, do we get Russo a ballot last year, remember? We just we gave him a like a top four who he liked and remember he said out of the group he liked Mickey James the best out of all of them and I'm like what's wrong? No, he said that? he liked Anna Jay the best. And then no, Mickey he James. picked Mickey James as number one. I'm telling oh. you, he picked Mickey James now because I was like, what's wrong with you? 
I'm like, I get it and all, but come on. You really going to do Mickey James over, you know, uh, Mandy and all that? I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's it get... Is fun. It is fun. It is fun when you uh, when you get the ballot through and you see all the matchups and you get one new where, you, where you're going, yes, 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 yes. And then you stop and you hit that thinker. <laughs> like that real... Like, yeah. Uh, for me, like you'll be Scarlett Carmella last year, or where it was Mandy Sasha. Like these, these people that are like you know not my top one or two, mm-hmm. but then just but then when you get that match where you need to decide who you really like, because some people are so different. Like if you if you like something about Sasha and you like something about Carmella, that's two very different tastes. Your mm-hmm. your audience seem to go. Blonde bimbo, blonde bimbo, blonde bimbo, like each each year. So it seems to be very cut and dry with the eventual winner. Like I don't think we're gonna see um like Sasha Sasha Banks winning yours or Jade Cargill winning yours in the future. Yeah, because we're not gonna have she, uh, we're gonna have another tournament that is later right before football season where it's every woman that is not in this tournament. The these top sixteen will not be in it, and it is Every other woman that is in professional wrestling, and it's going to be a voting for that. So we might have a thirty-six, you know, people to vote for, which will be fun because it's the the second level of uh, hotness, if you will. I mean, some people they don't like this taste. There's not, you know, it's up to you what you like. I, I'm into the blondes. Um, I got a friend of mine who goes, "Oh, it's Mandy all day now." Where he didn't vote for Mandy last time. He likes brown hair. He likes the dark hair. And I right away said, "I go." I lost a step for me with that dark hair. It might be live for me to see this year. But uh, it's hard to take a look at her and go, yeah. No, I mean, this is, what, this is what I always say. This is what I always turn around and say to people about this whole thing with the, with the wrestling girls. Like, you need to develop a personality. You need to actually, you know, people need to know more about you. Now, it could go two ways. Once we started to see more about what Lana wanted to do on TV and she got away from being that, mysterious Russian heel. It was the picture for me, well out of the top 10, the whole time during the end. And, that, and that's crazy because she looks great. But that, that to me is the huge difference between whacking on some porn and seeing a girl who you don't know who she is at all. And even when it becomes... A case of you almost have a little fake relationship stars. with these ones because you know them. Right, and that's what I mean. Even when it, even when it's porn stars, like even when it's porn stars and you know their names, like you go, oh, well, it's not like some mystery woman. I know this is Jesse Jane or whatever, but it's like, but you only know her as being Jesse Jane. Like yeah. you watched her get fucked the first day you looked at her, right? So it's not there. Whereas with the wrestling women. It builds up the the intrigue. Like, you want to know a little bit more. That was the difference between when, from the beginning, where Sonny Sable Marlena came in, whereas before it was like, we got no insights into Elizabeth at all. Like, she was there, and yeah, obviously, like... This is you almost got out of Elizabeth. Right, exactly. That was it. So, the character development and the sexualization is important, And, and this is a prime example in terms of I knew Mandy was really good to look at, right? I knew she was, like, great to look at, but they didn't do anything with it, apart from that one time um, where she was trying to bang Jimmy or Jey Uso. I can't remember which one. Yeah. That, that There was something there, right? And um, th- that was the only time they bothered to, to sexualize the character. But now I hold her, put her up against blonde Mandy, and 
for me, going just from the picture, it's blonde Mandy all the time. Mandy Rose that came in is hotter than this version. But this version is so sexualized and different and so exposed on TV in terms of getting TV time that she's going to get a lot of votes. And I would put her right up there with, with I'm not going to reveal to people who's going to be the favorite. So I haven't really thought it through completely yet. Mm. Um, last year, there was a, I, I have to read what I wrote last year because there was a lot of analysis into, into audience versus, versus the visualization versus um, storylines on TV. Like one of the reasons why, I didn't like Liv last year was because she hadn't been seen on TV, which is important. Whereas Alexa was on constantly. And I did warn you that you would have a very large pedophilic audience and you didn't believe me. Um, no, but- I think I did say, well, I said, I'm like, wh- how I judge in my voting is by what I'm seeing on TV, not their personal lives and all that stuff. So I'm going by, okay, this girl has different outfits each week. She tries to liven it up, which Mandy does. Liv was having a lot of different outfits every week. I said, okay, something different. You would have people like Sasha where it was the same thing. It might be a different color pattern. It was the same outfit, same outfit, same outfit. And then she started coming out with all these crazy things when she came back and where it was like, oh, look, she's in different hot outfits when she wasn't wrestling. But it's important. It's important to engage this audience to go. I mean, I encourage this audience. All you got to do is literally just DM this guy, Rob, right? That's his Twitter yeah. account, is it? Yeah, Rob Castle with, Rob, a, with a zero. You should have put an app before that. Okay, well, we're letting them know, yes. Um, I should have, but yeah. You can do it now. Can you I can do, do that? it now. How could I do that? Yeah. By pressing on it? So it's at Rob, it's at Rob Cast zero. Cassano, yes. As I said, it's, I, would like to, I would like this audience to participate because we know what type of audience Cav has, and, we, and I think I know how they're going to vote. But it's going to be a lot more interesting if you guys vote because I feel like some of the people here are your Britt Baker type people and Sasha Banks. And I think it would be very different if this large audience actually get involved. Yeah, and, and like I was saying with the, the different looks and this and that, I was like, okay, um, Alexa comes out as as this you know psycho little girl and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, the pedos were into it. But I was like... I thought she had no chance because I'm like, it's shit makeup. It's bad character. It's a goofy thing. It's like it was nah, annoying. Dude, like when when people were paying six hundred dollars for her cameo, <laughs> like that was that was like that was insane to me. These, well, these 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 weird like pedo cameos she was doing. You made a point about the Lana thing. Like if you just saw her, you go, I'm voting for her. She's gorgeous. But her real personality that was on TV, it wasn't even character person. It was her. It was such a turnoff that, like, she barely got votes because everyone just couldn't stand her, which proves to you it's not all and looks. Sometimes the performance, the performance aspect puts me off because this week on Raw, by the way, are you um, are you monitoring the list that I don't have but then end up having on these videos? <laughs> yeah, well, that's right? another thing everyone's going to have to look out for because Billy, for some reason... As we're talking, there's no lisp, and he he's a fan of Cody Rhodes, I guess. He gets a lisp in video, and this has happened a couple times where I actually got, somebody called me and said, did you notice Billy has a lisp in this? And I go, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I don't ever hear that on the real uh on the real life. I thought I had a degenerative brain disease. <laughs> he was right? looking I... up stuff on like WebMD. <laughs> 
he's a hypochondriac so badly. I go, it's probably because he's always sick, but it's always. Oh, dude, come on! Like the guy showed me his video, shit before. You can when you watch yourself on a video and you're not talking properly anymore. Like, are you not gonna? <laughs> how are you not gonna be concerned? You have a stroke. The man has showed me his wipings and gone. My shit is black. I think I have cancer now. I'm and he's in the hospital getting colonoscopies, and I'm like, he, the guy sent me a picture of his shit because it was. Black. I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's blacker than his beard is shit. <laughs> let's let's get into something before uh, people lose their minds. With I, was just, I was just making a point. Go yeah, ahead. I was just making a point when I said like sometimes if, if people are terrible on screen, like they're they're bad. Like. I hate Liv Morgan as a character. I hate Liv Morgan on television. I hate her promos. I hate the whole thing this week when she went to... She's too cute. Rhea, to, it's just too like, cute. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's like... Look at it's that like face. It's a gorgeous face. Like, I, I'm a sucker for a gorgeous like, face. She's like, so, so, Rhea, what's our strategy going to be? But I don't put that on her. You know she's told to do this horrible shit. Yeah, but, that, but, but it's the whole like, delivery as well. And Rhea's like... I don't know, brutality. <laughs> and I was like, and then Bianca Belair comes in, she's like, yo, 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 yo. And I'm like, oh God, this is the what? How can nobody talks like this in real life? And by the way, she didn't actually say, yo, 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 yo. That's just me like, you know, paraphrasing. But apparently that's racist. Is that racist? You but know, that, that's what's Twitter funny. I replied to that because someone, of course, there's such soft people where they go, this is racist. And I go, you said Bianca comes in with yo, yo, yo gibberish. And I'm like, now why? Oh, my God. Now it's racism. And, and I'm like, oh, so why are you so sensitive to think yo, yo, yo is racism? You can't have a white guy come in going, yo, uh, uh, whatever. And I'm just like, and that person never even replied. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't deal with that nonsense. In my world, even if it was racism, everyone is equally able to be offended. Attack everybody in a fun way. You can make fun of every race. Everyone should enjoy a race and have fun with everybody. Everybody. No, oh, this is, I can't say this. It's very sensitive. I can't do that. Apparently, half the people in the world have never seen Lisa Lampanelli stand up. They would crumble to the ground and die in a withering mass if they saw her because all her thing does is make fun of every race. And there's no malicious intent. It's comedy. It's funny. Everyone could laugh at each other. But nowadays, it's, it's always weird to me. Like we, we, we have a black guy in our group chat. Which obviously, I don't want to be the guy that goes. Oh, I was man, just I gonna say, I have a black friend. Yeah, but but I mean that, that's the thing. It's it's I have, I have so many as well, and that that's that's the bullshit thing about it. And also, like you know, when we do this Miss Lingus thing, uh, Sasha Banks is going to be winning. 99% of the, the matches I do. Mm -hmm. At the same time, also, like, there's this black kid that Austin's friend with, and I actually found out, like, we, he was round here the other day for the, the Saudi pay-per-view, and I ordered them all, like, some desserts or whatever, and he goes, um, Austin, are you going to eat your ice cream? And he was like, no. He's like, oh, he goes, why do you want it? He goes, yeah, but I'm going to take it home. So he took, like, these two, like, cheapo tubs of ice cream home that mm. you get with it. And I asked Austin about it and he goes, oh yeah, like he's poor. He's never been to a football match. I was like, well, we're taking him. Yeah. Like, we're taking him to, like, we're taking him to a, a game. Like, so, I mean, I already took this kid to um, like an IMAX film that day and he'd never been to, not IMAX, 4DX, you know where the seat is. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he'd never been to, 
he's never been to that before. But that's normal because a lot of kids haven't done that because they're like they're rare. There's mm. only like a few of them around the country. But it's like you know he hasn't been to a football match. And I was like, well, we're taking him. Like we make sure make sure his mum and dad can go. So like <laughs> I just think it's like ridiculous. People say this shit but don't know anything about you at all. Like. You can't pay attention to it, though. It's because it's like, they don't matter to me in my life. And I don't care. The funny thing is, I believe in real life, I have two white friends. Everybody else is everything else. And one is Nick, who lives across the country in New York, so it ain't like I hang out with him. And another one is a former co-worker, Brian, that worked at a, who I call Wonder Boy. They're the only white people I think I talk to. Fausti's not even white. There's a... There's a black dude on my hat. Look. Is it a black guy? He's very pale for a black guy. He looks like a Doug, Doug Henning to me. You know I paid for this? Hmm. Four cents. You know I paid for this hat? Four cents? <laughs> That's what it's supposed to look like. You know I paid for this hat? I'm afraid to ask because it looks like it should be a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it should be. But do you want to guess what it, what it, I'll what, say it, what it is? I would say it's like Major League Baseball. Probably about Major League Baseball now is even worse. It's like $29. I think it's actually $39 now for a hat. <laughs> In your money, I paid I paid $450 for this hat. Are you... I, we should cancel this show. Click the button, cancel off of here. That's... Yeah, because, you're you insane. Know, what, you're they, insane. What it is... What it is, back in the day, at soccer games, and this this is the this is AC Milan, and this is their best player from the, from the 80s. Okay. So this is an original hat that they would sell at the soccer grounds in the, in the 80s. So this is this it's is not a original... re- it's not a remake. It's actually one from no. they pulled out a box they found from the eighties. No, no, no. Like somebody had it. It was a collector. Okay, I had to watch okay. And like I shouldn't even really be wearing it, but like yeah. so outside the outside the San Siro Stadium in the eighties, this was a hat oh my that God. was that was sold outside the ground. So it's that this foam. It's from... that foam trucker hat. Does it have netting on the rest of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a button. Yeah. See, I can see if I got like a Bears one that was like that, but I, there's no, I couldn't even do $100. I eh, I don't think. Maybe I put it on display for 100 bucks. For, $400. Yeah, I got it for two, I got it for 265, 265 pounds. God. All right, let's get into some wrestling for everybody because we have a ton. Um, we will try yeah. not to drag on to every one of these as we go along. Uh, you have some news right off the bat about Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey is back on house shows. I mean, it's not major news or anything, um, but I just wanted to start with that. Start light and let people know in case they don't that she's doing like a proper schedule and she's been working and winning against Sonya Deville on the house show. So that's the first one. Um, are you surprised by that at all? Also, let me just say while, while I'm on that point, yeah, um, house shows are going to be significantly reduced now. Once they once they had this big hit coming out of the pandemic, that was the that was the plan. But house shows are going to be significantly reduced because they're not massively profitable. In fact, some of them are not profitable at all. I'm really shocked that she is doing house shows because usually you see like you wouldn't see. I, I doubt Brock is doing house shows and things like that. And it's like the major stars that are like that. But she seemed when she came in that she was willing to be like one of the people that are you know a uh, talent and do what they have to do. Um, it can only help her with her craft about, you know, pro wrestling and stuff like that. But that is, uh, that is odd that she's doing that. Uh, you wanted to correct Dave about a story and this isn't the, let me complain about Dave. I promise you everybody. Uh, this is about uh, full history about the WWE title match. 
Yeah, so can you bring up the story? Because I can't find it this second. I'm going through. I mean, there's so much news because it's mania time. Uh, I had to click over it to find something else. Well, what's the story? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, go ahead. Don't worry. I got it. Don't worry. Um, All right, so let's do the story first, and then we'll do a chronological update on the title match because it's an important time to do it. Uh, Because... I've been right the whole time about this title match from the from the from the moment where I said it was going to be the match, even to the point where Dave Meltzer said, "Oh, you know, Seth Rollins is supposed to be having one of the titles, so Roman and Brock are going to swap belts and all this shit." It's like, no, no, this is a very simplistic path where they've been trying to get to, but there have been some interesting changes along the way. But let me read Dave's story. Okay, because last week. week you had said something that's not following with this, so go ahead. Okay. Um, as previously noted, WWE is now billing Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus WWE Champion Brock Lesnar as title for title unification match at WrestleMania 38. However, it could end up being a scenario where WWE doesn't actually merge the titles. <sighs> During Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer of 4W, what's it? Sorry, F4W Online. Is that what it's like? Something called? like that, yeah. Uh, noted the following in regards to what he was told about the map. The deal here is that it is a unification match from what I'm told. It's the same idea as last time they unified the titles. Remember, like 20 years ago, 18 years ago when they did, and then like a week later, they handed a belt to Triple H? That's not what happened at all. Um, Jericho um, Jericho unified the belts. Remember, they had the WCW and the WWE belts. Mm -hmm. And then they did that for a while because Triple H beat Jericho. And then Triple H lost to Hulk Hogan when because Hulk Hogan was so over from the rock match. And then Hogan lost to Undertaker. And they made it the and one belt Undertaker, at that point, right? That one, the Eddie Guerrero-looking belt? Uh, well, yeah, that came in because uh, then The Rock beat Undertaker in a triple threat, which Angle was in. And then The Rock lost to Brock. And by the time Brock won it, it was the singular belt. And then once they, they, they gave the belt to Triple H, because what they were doing initially was... Um, having the champion defend one pay-per-view against a Raw guy and one pay-per-view against a SmackDown guy. So the champion had no brand. He had a brand mm-hmm. if he lost the title, but as a champion, he moved around from both shows, yeah. which is what I think they're trying to do with Roman Reigns. But according to Dave, um, they, they just gave Triple H a belt a week later. This is the number one historian in wrestling, and he doesn't remember what happened. What's when frightening I, I is that you come- just off the top of your head reel these things off which is bizarre oh yeah i'm on no notes here i'm on my notes are on the actual story um i was told that it's not feasible in a modern environment to have each brand given the two networks have a champion so this will be a unification match and they will not forget about it but there will be two champions so that is in contrast to what i've heard uh and what I've reported was a while ago, where I, I was the only one that said it's going to be a unification ages ago. Uh, I, I, I said that they were looking at a unification at Survivor Series, if you remember, with Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. And they had the idea then. And the idea was to merge all of these titles at some point. Not all of them, but the World, Tag, and Raw and SmackDown titles. So Intercontinental US would all still be what they are, but there were to be one Tag Champion, one Women's Champion, and um, and one 
women's tag champion, which it already is, and one uh, one overall champion of the whole show. So the idea behind that is is that Fox can then say we have the champion, like we had the champion on our show, and then NBC can then turn around and say they have the champion on the on the show. The idea of merging all the titles is that when Becky Lynch is the champion of Raw, a la NBC, that means she can still go on to she can still go on to Fox if the championship is just won, and and there may even be an idea at the moment where they haven't finalised it yet, but they may even do Ronda and Becky on night two after they after if they if they win both on night one. Like that's probably not mm. going to happen because they'll lose the money value in the, the, the cachet value in Ronda and Becky, but they have it there as an option. They have it there as an option by having both of these matches on night one. I don't think they're going to do it, but they can decide at any at the last minute that they can do it. If things start going wrong with the Mania card in terms of um, you end up losing people, like Randy Orton almost got badly injured this week, so you may decide that you may need to pull the trigger on something. Um, they're stacking night one in order to... Uh, in order to like have the the ticket sales for night one be higher than the ticket sales for night two before they finalize that Steve Austin will be on night two, so that that's what they're trying to do at the moment. Night two is well ahead of night one, and they're trying to like beg it back before they start putting any more stuff on night two. So what you're seeing at the moment is everything on night one, like Logan Paul's night one, Drew McIntyre, Corbin on night one, two women's title matches on night one. But I think the mistake from that is that through the process of elimination. If you don't want to see those matches, then you'll think, oh, well, my matches are going to be on night two then. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to see the women and you, don't, and, you, and you don't want to see Drew and Corbin and you don't want to see Logan Paul, then you're going to be thinking, I'll buy night two instead because everything I don't want to see is on night one. It's a risky like strategy what they're pulling off at the moment. But I feel that like looking at this card, they're going to have to be super heavy on night one anyway. I put you a, I, re, I sent you a projected card that we'll talk about at the end, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll run through that. But here on this story anyway, essentially what he's saying, and bear in mind, since we've been doing this show, he's been 100% wrong, and I've been 100% right every time I've gone with a different viewpoint to him. And my understanding is, is that Nick Khan wants there to be, I don't know if I said Tony by accident at some point, but Nick Khan obviously... Nick Khan wants there to be no situation where certain wrestlers are tied to certain entities in terms of NBC and Fox and Peacock is a part of Fox. So what he wants is like free reign across the board. And obviously that would mean the eventual end of the brand extension. But at the moment, what you want is your key players to be able to go everywhere. So if Roman Reigns is a champion of the entire company, then Roman Reigns works for NBC and Fox. There is no more of this. We want this guy. We want this guy. And look, guys are not going to have fights over Sami Zayn. Guys are not going to have fights over Ricochet. Uh, guys are not going to have fights over anybody outside of your top five or six because the problem with the business at the moment is the star power isn't there. And we've seen over on AW, a guy like CM Punk can go over there and be a big guy, a big, big name that we haven't seen for seven years. But at this point in time, there's no way you can tell me that CM Punk is as big as Roman Reigns, John Cena, or Brock Lesnar. I, I don't put him in the same conversation through the overexposure that he's had on AEW. And that's the thing, like the, the way the business is at the moment with the, with, the, with, the, with the oversaturation and too much content, you can only really keep a certain number of guys at that top, top, top level. And at the moment, like across the board, these, these, these TV companies, they both want Becky, they both want Ronda. 
They both want Brock. They both want Cena. And they both want Roman Reigns. So they, this is what they're going to try and deliver to them. So once again, my 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 information is different to Dave Meltzer's. So one thing you got to explain, because in the beginning, you had said quite a long time ago that they're going to unify this. And what we want to have here is that brand split breakup stuff. Last week, you said this is not going to be a unification match. What did you hear that changed? Obviously, you heard something that told us it was not going to be a uh, unification, and now it is. It wasn't going to be a unification just because that was just because going into the whole. Well, I, I don't think I said it wasn't going to be a unification last week because last week we already knew that it was. When we recorded, do you mean a week before? Do you mean in the do you mean a couple of weeks ago? It, it might have been just the other week where you said like it won't be this, and now it is. So I was assuming yeah, yeah. people are going to say, "Hey, he said it. Now look, look, it was on the TV the next week. It says now it's uh, unification." Yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah. So yeah. this is this is where we're going to go through um, the chronological order of events, and I'm going to go a little bit further back here. Um, we're probably going to be well long on the show by doing this. This is, this is probably a part I could have cut out and kept for next week, but I, I want to explain that because you obviously said what you just said, um, and, and, I, and I get that, and I want to address it before we get idiots on here again because, you know, 99, 99% right is still good, but the fact is that I'm not, I've not been 99% right. I've been 100% right. So I can only give you the information as I get it. So the original idea for this WrestleMania was to have The Rock go up against Roman Reigns, right? As as we said way, way back. This was changed the week of the brand split, and you can pinpoint the time it was changed, and that was the point where the Usos said that if they didn't end up on the same brand as Roman, that there was going to be big trouble for Paul Heyman, mm -hmm. right? And the Usos, immediately on that episode of Raw, were put on the same show as Roman. It was a big anticlimactic thing. As we now know, the end of that show was supposed to be um, the the bloodline were about to beat up Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar was going to come out and save him. And later on down the line, they did do that save in order to advance the story. But at that point in time, they didn't need to think about advancing the story because Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns was a one-off match for Saudi Arabia with Brock Lesnar moving forward onto Raw and the Roman Reigns storyline moving onto The Rock on SmackDown. Now, once it was determined that the XFL wasn't going to be starting this year, The Rock informed the WWE that, yes, I can still do WrestleMania, but don't expect me to be widely available for your television because I've got, I've got a lot of free time that was dedicated to promo and I'm going to take some work. So the WWE still had the option of having The Rock for this WrestleMania, but they know that they were going to lose him. For, they, they knew they were going to lose him for television. And that was the key thing, to, to appease Fox and to, and to up this television number for WrestleMania season. They wanted The Rock there for television. They didn't want him to come in and announce the match, do two TV appearances before WrestleMania, and that's it. Because that's, that's, that defeats the whole point of, of, of it. So once The Rock said that my availability is going to be dwindling because I'm going to start taking uh, television and what and other commitments, promotional commitments, etc., the WWE decided that they wanted The Rock when The Rock was going to be back on the XFL schedule. And the XFL schedule is nothing. The XFL schedule is 
sitting on Instagram, talking about the XFL, doing TV appearances, doing like little media spots. It's not a filming schedule. It's doing something at, the guy wakes up at six to train anyway. So it's doing something at 9 a.m. And then, and then finishing by, you know, midday. So it's complete, a promotional schedule is complete. That's why like these guys, they do movies and then they promote the movies. This is the promotional part for months and months and months and months. And even now, like, you know, with the XFL not happening, you can see the guy hasn't been able to click his fingers and get work immediately. He's on his Instagram all the time doing, like, these videos of his family, doing videos, like, you know, with his mom and stuff. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff where you... There's a lot of times where you can see with Instagram Live, The Rock isn't at work. Mm -hmm. The Rock didn't plan to, you know, to be sitting at home during this period. The Rock planned to be doing promotional stuff for the XFL. So the knock-on effect with that, moving back to my point, was that the WWE decided... Let's have The Rock when he can come in and, and be what we want him to be. So that whole thing of Rock 25 and all that, where all the guys in the comments were going, oh, you're going to be wrong because Rock 25 is everywhere and he's going to show up at Survivor Series. Well, he didn't. Survivor <laughs> Series was one of the most anticlimactic events of the year. So that was the, that was the, the pinpoint time where they decided that they were going to go with Lesnar. Fast forward to day one. Again, this is where everybody was wrong about everything, where it was going to be Seth's going to win Big E's title and Brock Lesnar's going to beat Roman's title and Roman's going to win the Raw Rumble and that's going to be the rematch with Brock because that's the third match. And Brock has to win one of them because that's how wrestling works. Well, no, another way wrestling works is long title runs are not interrupted for no reason. Um, and that's the way the WWE decided to book to their credit. And I say to their credit, uh, I'm crediting them for not taking Meltzer's suggestion. Meltzer's suggestion, which he which he put forward as a spoiler, was embarrassing for Dave Meltzer because that was never going to happen. The finish at day one was simply going to be Paul Heyman showing his loyalty to Roman Reigns by screwing Brock Lesnar out of the title. Mm -hmm. So Brock was supposed to come down to the ring with Heyman after saving him from Roman Reigns during that attack that we saw on SmackDown, which was saved from the from the draft show, and it was saved to the show that came later on down the line. So they used that whole thing because once they have a good idea, this company don't have many good ideas anymore. They are going to end up using it at some point. So when they did when Roman Reigns was out of day one, that's the very, very first time that they made a decision to, oh, let's just have him win the other belt. And then let's have him lose that belt to Bobby Lashley. And we're going to do the Paul Heyman turn on that point at that show. So the idea going into that show was simply to enhance the storyline for Roman Reigns and put the belt onto Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby Lashley was supposed to win that title from Brock and Brock was supposed to then go on and win the Royal Rumble. Then the whole situation came from Saudi where they made a changeover where the Saudi show which is supposed to be called something else. And then the elimination show in the elimination chamber in March was supposed to be something else. The elimination chamber was supposed to determine the number one contender for the raw championship after Brock won the rumble. Is everybody following this? Do you think? I think so. Go ahead. Okay. So Brock Lesnar was supposed to win the raw rumble before that. Let, let's go backwards before day one, Paul Heyman was just supposed to turn on Brock and Brock was supposed to get attacked and he was supposed to return and win the Royal Rumble. 
Now he's out of day one. You need to do something different. Roman is not there. So Brock wins the title. He has a rematch with Lashley. And Paul Heyman turns on him there like he was supposed to turn on him in the Brock-Roman match. And that's what they did instead. And then Brock was supposed to re-enter the Royal Rumble exactly like he did. The obstacle was Saudi Arabia. The obstacle was the fact that the Elimination Chamber, which is supposed to be won by a Raw guy, was now going to be on Saudi Arabia. So what do you do? Well, the idea was, through the discussions, was let's have a Raw guy win the Royal Rumble instead. Let's just have Brock lose and win the Elimination Chamber and have the Royal Rumble instead. But throughout the week, they couldn't determine a winner. And here's the most interesting thing about it. Bobby Lashley was never taking the championship to WrestleMania. The, the point of having the discussions about who wins the, the Royal Rumble was if you put the WWE Championship on Matt Riddle or, or Randy Orton to have that match be a title match or Edge versus AJ Styles. At this point, the match from December of Finn Balor versus Edge was changed to AJ Styles versus Edge. Edge wants to work with both of them. That's, that's his bucket list. So Edge versus AJ was what they decided on. So even though Lashley beat Brock Lesnar, all the conversations were, okay, we've got this belt off Brock Lesnar. Now, how do we get it? What match do we get it to? Do we have Edge winning in the Elimination Chamber and being the champion and, and, and facing Edge and defending against Edge, sorry? Or do we have um, Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble and Matt Riddle win the title in the Elimination Chamber, or Matt Riddle win the title, uh, win the Royal Rumble, sorry, and Randy Orton win the title in the Elimination Chamber. These were the things that they decided. Then we had the curveball thrown in in the afternoon. Going into Sunday, Brock Lesnar was still winning the Royal Rumble, but there were still discussions about, are we going to change it for one of these storylines? The way things got messed up was, is because Shane McMahon, who was supposed to be wrestling Austin Theory, turned up on Sunday and turned around and goes, oh, how about me and Seth Rollins for the WWE title? I really I really think me and Seth should be the WWF title match because they never firmly committed to Riddle versus Orton or AJ versus, um, AJ versus Edge for the title. Shane McMahon spent the day trying to politic him, himself into the match, not only changing Shane versus Austin Theory, but trying to change his opponent to Seth Rollins and making that the title match at WrestleMania, at which point Vince said, Jesus. to hell with this shit. We're going to have Brock win it. We're going to go with the idea that Brock Lesnar is going to have to go to the Elimination Chamber to defend his title shot because he illegally eliminated people because he wasn't supposed to be in the match. That's what Elimination Chamber was supposed to be. So we never had anything for a Raw opponent. We were going to have Brock going into the Elimination Chamber to defend his title shot that he won illegally. And then we were going to have the Raw title match to give them more time to decide, okay, where's the title going? Edge versus AJ? Or is it going to go to um, Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton? Then what ended up happening is you come, you come to TV on Monday morning and Bobby Lashley's injured. Now, the weird thing about this is, with Bobby Lashley being injured, I'm just mentioning it as something on the chronological timeline, not actually anything that has any relevance, because crazily, it doesn't. Bobby Lashley being injured via the suplexes from Brock Lesnar, which is what happened, had no bearing on anything, because 
Bobby Lashley can still go into the Elimination Chamber, get injured, and Edge can still win the Elimination Chamber, right? And Edge can still have a title match with AJ Styles. Matt Riddle can also win the title in the, in the Elimination Chamber, and he can still have a match with Randy Orton for the title. Brock Lesnar can still do his thing in the other chamber. But at some point on this Raw, there was a change where it was decided that we're just going to have Brock Lesnar... We're just going to have Brock Lesnar win the chamber. We're going to have him be in the chamber. We're going to have him win the chamber. And we're going to have the title versus title thing. And I don't understand why they did that. Because Bobby Lashley's injury makes no difference to it at all. I just think when they're running through the card and this, and going through it and looking at Matt Riddle and, and Randy Orton and AJ Styles and Edge and not having any concrete pitch as to why this match should have the championship... Why should it be Edge and, and Styles? Why should it be Riddle versus Orton? Vince just decided it should just be Roman versus Brock for everything. Look, we're, go we're going to merge these titles at some point anyway. Like, the plan is to either merge them now or merge them when we do Rock versus Roman to make that as big as possible. I think the decision was, very simply, the Rock versus Roman Reigns doesn't need to be any bigger. Can't get any bigger. This match actually can. This match could actually use the boost. This match is the seventh pay-per-view match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So you need something. I, and I'm not saying this as Vince McMahon's voice. I'm saying this as somebody who's trying to work out why they did it. Yeah, so basically, like, they're constantly changing and evolving plans, and this was best for them is what they went for the route. Yeah, so to go back to it, to go back to one key, key most important development out of this, Bobby Lashley was never, ever carrying the belt to Mania unless he was losing to Almas, if you recall. Oh, yeah, so, God help and us. And remember, I was the, if you recall, I was the one saying that Bobby Lashley is going to win the championship and the guy that looks like he'll be taking it off him is Almas, which would be a first main event between two black men if they had done that. But... Um, Obviously, the direction on Omos has completely changed. So once you're not doing that, Bobby Lashley's not going to WrestleMania as the champion. And the only thing you need to decide is who beats him. And I don't think it was... And from my, in my opinion, I don't ever think AJ was beating him. And I don't ever think Riddle was beating him. I think the decision was there to say, does Randy Orton go into WrestleMania as the champion who loses to Matt Riddle? Or does Edge go into the champion? Because Edge is a part-time guy, and Randy Orton doesn't need a long title reign. To crown Matt Riddle at WrestleMania is a big deal. To crown AJ again, um, and or just after signing that contract, is a big deal. And I was firmly a believer that AJ would, because I knew about AJ's deal, and I knew that he'd re-signed before anybody else reported it. Sap has got all the credit the w two, three weeks later, because that's how this... The industry works. That's how the dirt sheets work. I'm past giving a shit at this point um, because I'm I'm here on this show. Everybody knows what's what at this point. Like I've been right about everything. Um, yeah, I get pissed off with the shitty comments, but I just got a pay rise from K100, so I don't give a shit. Um, so, so yeah. So now um, he's gonna tell you he makes more money than you, even more. <laughs> what was you gonna say? I said you're gonna just t start telling people you make more money than them, even more so now. Uh, there's a time and a place for, for, <laughs> to, to, to tell people 
these things, but. So let's get on to uh, the I mean, next story then. Um, that one took a while here. Uh, they were talking well, that, that, about that's that's the, that's the chronolog that's the chronological mm-hmm. rundown. Like that's not a story. That's a lot of that's repeating where we're at. But there are there are there are gaps in the story which are fascinating in terms of okay. So Lashley's going to beat Brock, but Lashley's never getting to Mania with the belt. So what's Lashley even doing? Like I know Lashley's out of Mania now, but what yeah. was he going to do at Mania if he if had he the, if he had the belt? I mean, yeah. I, and, and and also what that does is one other key thing to remember is the way Lashley won. They didn't give him any kind of credibility off that win. It was Roman hit him with the belt and Lashley rolled over and pinned him. Yeah. It wasn't a case of Lashley even put him in a hurt lock or while he was unconscious nah, there was or no danger. him or anything. No. So it was like that that that's that. So um, there was talks earlier because uh, McMahon, today's Thursday when we're recording, McMahon was on McAfee earlier, and uh, on Monday they were trying to put it in like the rumors were around it's Vince versus McAfee at Mania. And then we saw a little bit of Austin Theory get involved. What's going on? Um, yeah, so... I'm gonna run. I'm just gonna read this straight from my website. If that's if that's cool. Okay. Uh, I put this in the group chat. That's, yeah, it's easier. Okay, so this is this is the forward direction between uh, Austin um, Austin McMahon. This is definitely one we could have kept for next week, actually. Um, but I'm telling but you, people people will jump on it, and you'll be like, oh, I should have said it because now it's out there. So I always say, if you got something, put it out there immediately. Okay, so here's the inside story. The story between Theory and McMahon is being overseen by Johnny Russo, who's no relation to to Vince. Russo was formerly writing for the women's division before being promoted to the lead writer of NXT 2.0. He's a writer that McMahon likes and trusts. Perhaps he has a fondness for giving more creative license to writers named Russo. That's a joke. That's not... Why I'm like, well, they got a Khan and a Russo, which is very odd that they have people's names from like, I mean, there's a Tony Khan and they have a Khan as well. It's crazy. I'm sweating from these lights. Jeez. It's that $800 um, hat. It's not $800, it's $400 <laughs> hat. Oh, I crazy. Okay, go ahead. Um, Here we go. Russo was formerly um, McMahon's current flavor of the month and that sorry as I say that do you remember that's Russo not Theory right yes now that you say it go ahead right involve is exclusively involved with Raw to oversee that storyline only and he is believed to be the brainchild behind the upcoming feud with Pat McAfee so according to my sources the direction of Theory McMahon of the Theory McMahon story is for Theory to begin manipulating McMahon to further his own career while Austin Theory was originally seen as a McMahon lackey and suck-up, I am told this was written as a trust-building period and somewhat of a rib on Johnny Ace, a notorious McMahon suck-up who gained more power from doing it. And that is where we are now. Now we are moving on to the next phase. So basically, oh, let me read the last bit. This is why Austin Theory was. This is why Austin Theory picked up McMahon's pencil this week, which was seen to, which was said to symbolise the booking pencil according to Russo's vision. So to paraphrase all that, 
originally Conan and Disco were mainly complaining about, oh, this guy's a loser, this guy's getting buried. Well, they were trying to build trust. And the way this company think you build trust with Vince, and historically how you build tr trust with Vince, is to suck up to him. That's what the Three Stooges were. Yeah. The Three Stooges were a rib on people that suck up to Vince McMahon. And now the latest guy, the, the biggest suck up to Vince McMahon, according to the, the dressing room and, you know, all the guys involved, everybody sees John Laurinaitis as a suck up. So, but he got a lot of power. So how do you get on Vince's good side? You suck up to him. So this was a lot of real life emulating itself on TV in a very like comedic way. Uh, but ultimately now the story is evolving into Austin theory, trying to manipulate Vince for power. Now he's got him on side. And we did see that visual this week with him picking up the pencil, which is symbolic of the booking pencil. You know, I like this story because they, for the longest time, we just think Austin is Vince's piss boy and, you know, doing everything for daddy and all that. But then it's revealed that he's doing this to manipulate Vince to help his career. I, I At least it's something different, finally, that we're getting to. Yeah. Um, a lot of people uh, talk about, is AEW making money or are they losing money? After yesterday, Jesus. All right, so... Except for Punk's uh, but, uh, puncture wound squirting. Did you see that up close? It was squirting out of his head. Oh, That's pretty good. <laughs> what was? What do you think that was real? Did you think that was real blood then? Or did you think that was oh, it's 100%. He, he hit a vein. That's all. He hit the vein. So when he was hung up, I saw it at first because it was a well. It was hanging out, and it and it was like on the heartbeat squirting. And I was like, oh. I mean, did you see the whole thing where now out there they're putting the ROH promo that Punk did? And that's what uh, MJF was screaming at him during. He was screaming yeah, about the sure snake and the devil thing. That was interesting. Yeah, I yeah, thought that was pretty But I'm sure that was done. I'm sure that was done. Um, yeah. After we do this story, um, skip the next two stories on my list and just go back to and start with Sasha, okay? Okay. We can save those for next week because we're going to go so long. Um, so, because it's, because I did want to talk about the AW pay-per-view, but I think we'll just do a couple of predictions and run and and, and move on. Um, but yeah, so talking about this company, there's there was a tweet sent out to me this week when I was laughing. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you you have to ridicule this guy. This guy does not come across well on television. Like, he came across really badly yesterday. And everybody's like, oh, you hate AEW. You, you, uh, and then they start tweeting me these figures. So some idiot tweeted me revenue, right? Yeah. Showing me that AEW had done like 90 million revenue and it was all laid out. And that's, and that's probably correct. But revenue is not profit. The definition of revenue is what you have coming in. It doesn't take any, any consideration into like you're into overall paying. outgoings and profits. Yeah. Now the most significant thing here, and I'm just going to go back to my Twitter again, is that, Hold on, did I actually um, did I actually tweet this out or did I send it to you? No, it is a, it is a tweet. Um, the most significant thing is that their wage bill doesn't even cover what they're making from television, right? Mm -hmm. So that that they don't have a load of income coming in. Yeah, they do house shows and whatnot, but I mean, house shows are not massively profitable for the WWE. So what is an AEW house show pulling in? 
Yeah, and at the same time, I'm thinking, well, does TNA make a dime? TNA's got to be in the hole 50 times worse. What do you mean, in terms of what? Well, well if but, you're but, saying but AEW's the, not making money. But what's money. the budget? But what's the budget of TNA, though? That's the difference. I don't know, but nonetheless, you're still losing money. So, and, and the guy has more money than God, so... Even if he wants, like, I understand this project is not going to be turning over money immediately. And you have to crack some eggs to make that omelet. So him getting bigger people talent-wise, I don't think it's something that, I mean, look at when Vince went Attitude Era and tried to beat WCW. He even said, give it this amount of time. It's not going to happen in the next three months or anything. It's going to take time to snowball and get going. So I understand that it's going to take a while and we can't expect it to be, you know, making profit that quickly. Um, yeah, okay. it does have so problems. Half, Good. Here we go. Half of AEW's revenue, right, mm -hmm. is, their, is their television. So they have 90 million coming in. 45 million comes from television. Do you want to guess how much they, how much the top 12 earners earn in the company? Altogether, how much they earn the top twelve? The, the top twelve. There are a dozen. Ooh. There are a dozen. There are a dozen guys who are on a certain amount, and MJF is not one of them. And that's per year what they get, all twelve together. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Be oh quick. God. Just guess. I, I would. I would say over forty million dollars at least. Okay. Well, that that's that's too high. But the, the top 12 earners in, in AEW earn $35 million, right? Oh, I'm not that far these, off, okay. All, all of these guys are earning $2 million a year or more. But the first the first three names I'm going to mention are making $5 million. Mm. Moxley, Jericho, Punk, $5 million a year. Then you drop down to Kenny and Brian who are on three. Then you have all these $2 million guys. Sting, Malachi back, Christian, Hangman Page on his new contract, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks on their new contract. These guys are making $35 million between them. Now, if you look at the next bracket of people, MJF, what are you, what are you thinking of you, MJF? Because you renewed a new deal yeah. and you're actually making less than these guys, although he ended up getting double what he signed for in the first place. So MJF is on around about $1.5 million a year. And then you have a whole load of people like Miro who, who are also on that as well. So their wage bill just for the first 20 people in their company, their top 20 guys, blow all of the TV deal. Then you've got to pay about 50 more after that, right? Yeah. So that eats away. All of their revenue is eaten up by the fact that they are paying out these ridiculous wage, this ridiculous wage bill. Now, I understand that this company were projected to lose $100 million across their first five years. That was the plan. They are you losing way, way more than that. I can tell you of $80 million that I learned of Tony Khan spent just this year, 40 on that ROH and 40 on a video game that he's, that he's developing from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. These companies are just throwing money down the toilet. They're going to be well, well over 100 million losses in five years. They're going to lose well over 100 million this year. 
So when people turn around and go, oh, this is going to be a comp, this is going to be competition or whatever, it's not. It's a toy. It's a toy where some dude is going to lose 100 million in 2022, right? He may make it back. They may sell copies of the video games. This ROH thing may end up being, you know, profitable. But how? Because they can't sell out their TV. They can't sell out the house shows. And what did you actually buy? Because I was talking in a group chat to people about this, and we, we, we pointed out the fact that WCW was purchased for $2.4 million, right? Yeah. That was an insane library where you've got the Hogan's, Pipers, NWO, Stings, Ric Flair's, yeah. all of the Starcades, all of that, all that historical stuff that you're buying. And then you also acquired 40 talents that still had a contract on Time Warner, right? You know, we know they didn't get Goldberg, the NWO, yeah. all that, but they got 40, 40 ta talents or 45 talents. There are no talents on this deal. So he has ended up paying $40 million with no talent for a video library and the initials. The initials of ROH mean nothing to anybody but Marks. The initials of WCW meant a lot because not only did you purchase the initials of WCW, you purchased the trademarks of the NWO mm -hmm. and everything else, and then you can make money off the NWO, and you still do to this day. NWO has not left the top 10 T-shirts since 2002, right? Mm. So you continue to make that money year in right and now. year out. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to make? What are you going to make from ROH? What are you going to make from the ROH video library? What did you buy? If you wanted, if you, if you, if you knew which you did, that you overbought all of this talent, that you've wasted money on everybody that's coming with your Christians doing nothing and Malachi backs doing nothing and Miro's doing nothing. And you well, know, Malachi's doing nobody's something. Really, oh, well, that tag thing. Him with his little group and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's doing something. I was thinking, I go, is he going to use ROH as his minor league system? All those guys that he has that before he bought bigger names, but, but, send but, but them why all. Why not buy something? Why make why, something why else? Buy right? Something like just because it's established NXT. name. How established is it? To who? Well, I mean, we've all know about ROH. I, I don't know what television it's on. When it used to be on regular TV, I used to watch back when Eddie Kingston was around. I love Eddie Kingston, and I've, I've liked him since ROH, and it was with Austin Aries and all them. So that's when I used to watch ROH way back, and then it went off of TV. And I was like, okay, that was when um, Nigel McGuinness was champion and all that kind of stuff. And so and that's worth four, and that's worth $40 million to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to creating a developmental territory. So you could have created your new your own NXT mm -hmm. and you could have created a brand split. You could have done something like that. Um, but instead, you end up buying ROH, which doesn't mean anything to anybody except, you know, their audience, which I guess, you know, is, is something. That it's is their true. Audience, it's their but, audience, yeah. But here's the question, too. If you have that much money and they go, well, you can make a whole new brand and you go... I already they already have a following and I know I'm pretty much just buying a name but I have the money I don't want to waste my time building something else I don't care you have the money and we've done that with smaller things in life where you go ah, I I could buy it today for this amount of money or I could order it and wait 3 weeks I'll pay you the extra 100 dollars right now I don't care I need it today 
you think that might be the case? I don't get what he, he announced it on his television show, right? Yeah. Any everybody that watches ROH already watches AW. I guarantee yeah. you. So if he used that fifteen minutes of TV to announce it, he could have used the same fifteen minutes to announce a developmental territory or a brand split. He he didn't buy something. You're you're making it sound like, oh, I could grow something over here. But ROH already have half a million people who are different fans, who are different viewers to AEW. That's just simply not true. They're the same. Yeah, I, I do get that same they're people. on the same one. I, I Like I said, I think he's buying a name and like it's quote-unquote established already. So that's And I just think that he has so much money, he doesn't even care. It's like he can do what he wants because he has all that money. So it's like, why bother? So, well, let's go on to uh, jump through because we're we're getting way late. Um, Sasha Banks. Now we know about this whole. All of a sudden, Naomi's like, "Hey, we're a tag team now." So, uh, explain this. Yeah. So this is this is not this is not a major story. I'll breeze through this one. And there's a, there's a few we can just breeze through here because these are just quick quick little tidbits. So we need to get through the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Banks' um, Raw Rumble elimination by Zelina Vega was not a coincidence. Um, it's not just um, a case of they put her in a rumble, she was eliminated by Zelina, all the marks were crying about it, and now all of a sudden they thought, oh, let's make something out of it. It's the other way around. Like, they knew that she was going to be in a tag match uh, with, with Naomi as soon as they did that, like, all prior to doing that. That was all by design. So I'm sure... We'll see a mention of that because um, it was Zelina that put out the Royal Rumble, but they knew that at that point in time. Um, there was actually talk that um, Sasha would uh, challenge for the tag belts with uh, with Trish. There was mm. talk that Sasha would do something with Bailey, or that we would get the Bella Twins involved in this as well, God, and us. possibly some other tag teams. And we will do because all the women are not on this WrestleMania card. Only eight women only eight women are on my WrestleMania card at the moment. So that 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 means that uh Natty and uh, Aaliyah and Rhea Ripley and Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop and all these people are not on it. So we could see maybe a battle royal added like we have currently penciled in for the men. But uh, I don't know. What's so, the battle royal just, called for the women now? It's not Moolah. So who is um, it? The, the ovary. Yeah, it was the ovary the cup. <laughs> Did they have a name? Yeah. Or is it just the women's no. battle? They didn't change it to uh, the Rock and Robin Championship or anything. All right. Um, no, I didn't think it was WrestleMania Battle Royal, wasn't it? Yeah, I swear they named it after someone though, because they already had the May Young, so you couldn't do it into that. But I thought they had somebody else. No, it was the, it was the Mula. It was the Mula Battle Royal. Yeah, it changed to something else. Yeah, because God forbid. <laughs> What, just because Moolah was pimping out the women and taking all their money? What's the problem? Uh, what was up with the Street Profits on Monday? Because we saw a real weird finish where everyone was talking to each other. Everyone seemed odd. Uh, what was really going on here? Because we we heard a lot of stories that came out that weren't correct. No, so at the moment, um, and I don't know if this will change, they've got like the tag teams on both sides all factored into these big multi-man matches 
with the Usos like defending against the Viking Raiders and the New Day and Los Lotharios and Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And on the other side, you've got <laughs> the Alpha Academy, Street Profits, Hurt Business, Day Dogs, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. So that's how they're planning at the moment to get them on. Whether that will change or not remains to be seen. Um, I, I, I think this, this card is very, very different on a day-to-day basis. And I mean like day-to-day basis. Um, but we'll, we'll look at it in a second. But um, my understanding is um, a lot of people... So there was a story put out by Sean Ross Sapp. And the thing is, is that this guy actually talks to WWE. Like, talks to, he gets spoon-fed a few stories. But yeah. obviously, it's not enough for him to do his five, six stories a day. And we have seen the total crap that he puts out, right? It is like some pointless shit. Yeah, who is the so producer of each story- match? Great. <laughs> Yeah, and like some stories about oh, just complete garbage. Like just he he makes up stuff. Do you remember when he makes up stuff like going about Monty Brown? Like this week he was like going, it's not uh, it's not true that Monty Brown isn't isn't coming back to wrestling. It's like well who asked? He like does these <laughs> stories where he asks a question at the start and then answers it. Like it's stuff that no one was asking about. See, I didn't hear anything so, about that because I loved Monty Brown. I was so upset when he left with uh, the ECW Cor- Marquise Corvan. I was like, man, I thought he was fun, and then disappeared to take care of his family. So, so the the story here is that he put out this week that Randy Orton was injured and he was supposed to win the match with an RKO, and they called an audible. That is not correct. The correct finish of the match was exactly what you saw. The only part they failed to do was that Randy Orton didn't get to the rope to get his foot on the rope, and then Dawkins pushed it up. You could see that they were trying to do it if you go back and watch. The announcers even said Oh, did they? They said, they go, I think he, he's, he tried to push his foot off the ropes. So they were trying to get this angle to go. And like he was trying to reach for it, and Dawkins swatted it away. Could just couldn't get fully to the ropes. Yeah. So the idea is going to be that, that there's there's two working ideas here. Uh, I talked about the street profits split before. They're either going to move in that direction, or they're going to have um, a period where um, Montez Ford. So they're going to. So if they're doing that direct, they're going to go in that direction where Montez Ford isn't aware that Dawkins is cheating and tries to get him to stop it, but Dawkins keeps cheating, and that's going to lead to the eventual breakup. Or um, Mont- Dawkins is going to convince Montez Ford that it's a good idea to keep cheating, and it's going to lead to a heel turn of both of them, and they're going to prolong that breakup because they don't need to break up right now. Yeah, they don't. Um, and the company have done, uh, have done well in terms of keeping their options open with that story. And I think that... Um, both of them turning heel and him eventually being convinced by by um, by Dawkins is the better way to go. But at the moment, at the moment, it's only going to be Dawkins doing that kind of stuff that we saw. But in terms of what Sean Ross Sapp said, complete, complete, complete lie. Slow news day. Guy has all those subs. Has to put loads of content out. Look, I break stories on my site too, but I don't have to lie because everybody knows that some weeks I'm going to do like one thing and some weeks I can do like three, four things and and that's it. That's so, what I, I tell Billy when he goes, he goes, I don't have anything today. And I go, then you should say that. I think that gives you more credibility when you go, there's no news this week. It just, there's not news constantly. And then this week he was like, I got 
too much news. We have to cut out some and save for the next week. Um, I like the idea of the whole street profit thing where he's like, Montez is Mr. Good Guy, and, and you get Dawkins going, eh, F this, and he's like, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then they just go, ah, screw it, and they start jumping on the good guy and start beating the hell out of him, and it's like, oh, we thought they were going to go after each other, but he's like, ah, I'll be a bad guy. Do that. Uh, you have a rundown for... Is this in this is your own opinion of what you think night one and night two will be, or do you know anything? Uh, I know some of it, but this is my opinion of how I think it will shape out. Okay. And these are the matches that I've been told are happening at the moment. So WrestleMania now, the two night format, both nights are gonna be four hours. So it's four hours a night. It's two legit long ass pay-per-views with free shows and <laughs> with discussions as to whether they're going to do a WrestleMania SmackDown again on Friday to get some of these matches off. Oh. Um, because so far, well, we got they paper. already have, they already have, well, we have the induction on Friday, at least before this, we got eight matches a night. We got 16 matches mm. and Seth Rollins isn't on the card because there, because there, there is an idea to do Seth and Cody Rhodes. But if Seth Rollins doesn't wrestle Cody Rhodes, then Seth Rollins has to go into, uh, you know, one of these matches where he has to turn around and go, oh, I need a tag team partner for the tag team turmoil or something, which is crazy uh, when you consider the, the position he's been in for the whole year. Um, the, the, there, there is a way that they could bring in a, a part-time guy. Uh, Vince can sort how it can, can fix things up with Shane or whatever, but, at the moment, this is what you're stuck with. So, in my opinion, this is how night one's going to shape out. Do you, do you want to do night two? Sure. I'll do night one. Um, Flair Rousey, Becky Bianca, Edge Styles, McMahon McAfee, with Austin Theory involved in that too, uh, the Mysterios and Logan Paul and The Miz, Damien Priest versus Finn Balor, rematch from this week. McIntyre and Corbin, and then the multi-man SmackDown tag match. Which and is what have I written for night one? You have uh, Usos, Raiders, Nakamura, Boogs, New Day, Los Lotharios, Mahal, and Shanky on that craziness. Um, really, you would you would think it's Flair and Rousey and Becky and Belair the first night, both on the same. It is. It that's is. what I've been told. It's on the same night. Okay. Uh, second night, you have Reigns, Lesnar, Austin Owens, Orton Riddle, uh, Zane Knoxville. Is this? Do you know anything about? I mean, I was glad I was saying this ages ago that it's going to be Knoxville watching. I, I watch Knoxville win this title just to say, just to give it to him. Oh, the title! The title won't be there. I don't think. Oh, that 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 that's that that. See that this is one of the things where. So the idea, the, the idea was originally that it would be good for publicity if he had the title. Yeah. But the decision that, but they're talking about him not having the title now, which is so. Who the, gets it? it, it it's, it's, sorry. Who would take it? Um, there's, there's a, there's, there will be discussions again on Friday. But as of now, the backup plan at the moment is for Ricochet to have it on song on Friday. I get, yeah, they were high. I go. The best thing that ever happened to Ricochet was accidentally breaking uh, Ridge's nose. So, well, Ricochet, 
the, the, the proposed Ricochet match comes later because at the moment, the working plan is for um, Sammy to drop it tomorrow. So if you run through the rest of the card, okay. you'll see how that... Uh, so, <sighs> Carmella and Zelina versus Sasha and Naomi. You got the Andre Battle Royal. There's there's Seth. There's your winner. <laughs> uh, Ricochet and Sheamus. And then you have the tag uh, Alphas, Profits, Hurt Business, Dirty Dogs, Apollo, and Commander Aziz. Which I laugh now the opening of Raw has uh, Apollo in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's there. I'm like, he just, he's dropped off the face of the earth again. And I'm really tired of the Dirty Dog stuff. Uh, it's 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 boring to me at this point. Um, so yeah, you're thinking already that they're gonna take that belt off. I'm I'm very surprised by it because Knoxville is challenging them for the title as they were on SmackDown. Yeah, um, I think I I think he's I I think he's gonna end up leaving it on on Sami Zayn. I think that the pressure is coming from other people who feel like the Intercontinental Championship shouldn't be in this spot. Um, they also test the waters as well with social media and people turning around and going, oh, this is the death of the title and I don't mm-hmm. want to see this and whatnot. But ultimately, we heard the guy today on, on Pat McAfee. I haven't heard the whole thing, but I know he turned around and goes, I don't care what people think. I don't listen to the, the internet community. Yeah. There is still this kind of... Um, stigma that the internet community is all these like dorks and marks and guys that watch AW and complain about everything. But there are some people like, like us who are, who do go on the internet, but at the same time, we don't cry about everything. So I'm on the fence about this one. I think it's a bad look for the intercontinental title. When you look at the, the history of it, yeah. you know, for me, it's still a case of, I'm not one of these like dorks, like who can, I'm not one of these marks that complain about everything and can't see what they're trying to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, and turn around and go, Oh, you know, Cesaro should have been a world champion. It's a tragedy that he's left. Like I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy who says that, but I am a guy who turns around and goes, dude, steamboat and savage wrestled for this belt in one of the most important matches at WrestleMania three. And now, like, Knoxville's going to win it from Sami Zayn. But then you look at some of the nonsense they haven't done, obviously, but with Arquette or whatever, or even Russo having the belt. And then you think even with WWE doing stuff where McMahon won the belt for himself. Well, you know what? Arquette is always always at WrestleMania. Oh, he loves it. He's a fan, sure. Yeah, I don't know why they don't get involved in the finish. Like, cause then that would be, like, be you know, interesting. It, that would be interesting because it's a celebrity helping the other celebrity. It's did be you a see his wink. documentary? Have you seen his newest? Have you seen his newest documentary? I don't think I have. You can't kill David Arquette. God, yeah. I, for some reason, I'm thinking I know some of it, but I, like, and it talked about him getting stabbed in the oh, throat you by to, you know. Oh God, yeah. You need to watch this thing. It's it's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to get to, or uh, should I give a tease for next week and we're out of here? Let's save everything for next week. We didn't obviously uh, preview Revolution. Um, do you want to do real quick just else. three matches or whatever we think is going to happen? Because I mean, what what's in your yeah? I mean, MJF and Punk. That's that's the one that you want to see. And um, I don't think 
Adam Cole beats Page. I think we're we're gonna get MJF to beat Page when that happens. So you think MJF beats Punk twice? Oh, I think he loses to Punk finally. Um, but I don't think it matters in like, you know, he'll get his title shot or whatever. I mean that losses don't really matter, even though they say they do. Yeah, um Thunder Rosa is a big betting favorite this weekend. Really? Um, but I don't think they I don't think they'll take the belt off Brit yet. Um I think Eddie Kingston beats Chris Jericho. Um and I also think that I think John Moxley beats Brian. Yeah. In his, in his match. It's funny that Brian anytime like so Brian wins all the time until it's a main event match. <laughs> And he loses. So yeah. he's had the other one. Um, and then it was like, okay, he lost that one uh, for the title, which I always find funny that he gets a title match immediately. And then uh, now he'll lose this one. So, so yeah. But I, I've that's the funny thing. My joke on my show is always, I've been an Eddie Kings, Kingston fan ever since our wage because I've, I've just loved Eddie Kingston's promos. I mean, obviously, the guy's not in shape or anything like that, but he does things differently, and it looks r- more real. He just looks like a street guy. Good. Hey. Hello? Hey, you Sorry? You coming on today? Yeah, I'm coming on in a bit. Just... Okay, how long? Oh, I'm ready. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for a link. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's uh, Billy name dropping without name dropping disco. So, all right, let's get out of here. The tease for next week is big. Austin, Trouble in Paradise, and what's up with Brock after WrestleMania? There's your two teases. So remember, if you want to vote for Miss Lingus, go to Twitter and go to Rob Casso, and that is with a zero at the end. Tell him, I want in Miss Lingus. That doesn't sound right, but I want in Miss Lingus. And uh, also follow me. I'm at Lingus Mafia, and check out all my nonsense that I do. Uh, you can find him at K100 Informer. He gets suspended, but he gets right back on right after that happens all the time. And you can go to uh, LockBetting.com to get his betting packages. Will you have AEW betting packages? Yep. All right. Go there and check that out. For Mr. AEW, AEW, and also this month is the time to sign up for WrestleMania because by the time mm. WrestleMania comes in the start of April, those writers and insiders have hammered the lines. So the best betting lines will come out now when the matches are announced and the betting odds are released for this match and that match. So, yeah, like, get involved ASAP because it's a big month. There's, like, Champions League, Europa League, domestic soccer, tennis, NBA. We're we, we winning money, NBA, every day, like, continuously, every day, props, picks, all the time. So, yeah, head over to lockbetting.com, UFC card this weekend as well that I'm sure I'm going to talk about on uh, K100 right now. And if you're anywhere in the San Jose area, watch out for Cain uh, Velasquez shooting at you. For Mr. Billy Body, I'm Cav Manning. We'll see you next time. Keep on jacking.